Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Creative Exponent Podcast. And today we're talking about not babysitting your work, which (laughs) I think is... I mean, it's a good thing to talk about because that's the temptation. That's always the temptation is to, um, you want to make sure that everybody likes what you're doing. Right. And I think the thing is, is that social media has made it so easy. To babysit. Right. To babysit. Yeah. Let me be a helicopter mom on on this and just (laughs) release something and hover. Right. (laughs) On my picture. (laughs) Right. On my pictures that I shared, on the, you know, pithy or very heartfelt comment I wrote, Mm -hmm. or the blog post, who's commenting, let me watch the live traffic, Yep. see how many people are like actually physically there right now. Yeah. Um, It's just easy to do. Yeah. There's just so many options. You just have so many options to be able to babysit it, you know, to just hover over it, make sure it's just so, you know, I mean, you just have option after option now. It would be so interesting. You know how you talked about like scheduling out your day? Yeah. Um, and actually you, I think before you scheduled it out, you went through your day and wrote down everything yeah. you did, right? So oh, you yeah. kind of recorded everything. <laughs> yeah. It would be really interesting to do that and then to add up like how much time you spend babysitting your work right. through the week. Yes. I would imagine, and I could be wrong, but I would imagine it's way more, you know, than you or, or I realize. It's just something yeah. that... You know, it's one of those, same thing with like social media, and we talked about this a lot. I mean, you you just, you know, it just ticks up. Those numbers just kind of add up quickly. Yep. So I would like every time you a lot. Every time you go back to see, yep. check your comments, check mm-hmm. your likes, check your page, st- page stats, yep. check your, um, you know, if you have maybe a book, you know, check the... Um, and I've got to turn the sound off on my computer. Yeah, I thought I well, had. That happens. Net. So I'm getting emails, people. There we go. I turned it off. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, how often you just check all of those things. And yeah. I I bet, like, then what if you could trade that babysitting time yeah. and turn it into more creating time? Right. Like, just imagine what that would do right. to your week, yeah. what that would open up for you. Yeah, and we, you know, we both listen to... And I think we've referenced it before on our podcast, but it was on Magic Lessons, a podcast by Elizabeth Gilbert, and she had a guest. What was her name? I know we talk about it in one of our courses. Glennon Doyle? Was it Glennon Doyle who said yeah. I'm not yeah, I feel like it was her, but I I'm think not so. I hope I hope we're right. I'm pretty okay. sure. But you know, she we, we're good at misquoting people and telling stories that may or may not be accurate or true. So that's what you get when you come here. Right. But um but yeah, she talked about how she had learned not to babysit it so much, you know, and that for her she knew that if her priority was you know, checking up on all that, all those things we just talked about, that it was going to be really difficult for her to actually do the work. And I think that's what we would say is that your, you know, our priority has got to be the actual work itself. You know, if it becomes, um, if it becomes so tempting to constantly hover and check and, you know, 
then it just gets to a point where, uh, which we'll talk about this a little later, it, it really drives you. So I think, uh, I think it's just a, it's kind of a slippery slope. Um, and, I, and I know that there's ways to, to avoid it. And maybe we can talk about that, at, you know, at the end. But yeah, I think it's, we've got to kind of keep our focus on just our work, you know, and it's hard to do that because of all the things we've talked about, even on previous episodes, like comparison and insecurity yeah. and what is everyone else doing and what are, what are their numbers, you know, versus, versus ours. So it just turns it into a, um, you know, just a comparison game and it's easy to then, that's the priority is, is the babysitting is the checking yeah. up on it, the hovering, you know, for lack of a better word. No, I think that's a very, that's a great way to, you know, to put it, I think yeah. is because, um, our creations, they, they are very personal and they yeah. feel very, you know, we want them to do well in the world. And, yeah. and I think that's a good, um, a good analogy comparing yeah. it to a helicopter parent, you know, wanting yeah. to hover around, make sure your kids say the right things. They do the right, everybody responds well to your kids. Yeah. Um, and, and you just yeah, can't so I control think all of that, you know, yeah, you yeah. just really can't. And I, and we've talked about this before that everything is measured and at your fingertips. So I, it just makes it easier. Whereas, right. you know, um, even, even maybe five years ago, yeah, 10 years ago, they're just, we weren't looking at the statistics quite as much. Yeah. And so, um, I think that that, the fact that we can have real time feedback all the time makes it something that you have to intentionally, you have to make a decision that you're not going to, um, you're not going to be chasing your right. stuff down all the time to see right. if people like it and how they're responding to it. And, Ooh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to smack down anybody who says this or that yeah. and kind of getting ready for a fight or whatever. Um, yeah. some people are more prone to do that than others, but I think this kind of circles back to just the, the root question of creativity. And it's like, wh who are you doing it for? Why are yeah. you doing it? And who are you doing it for? Yeah. And if your answer is I'm doing it for strangers on the internet, then <laughs> then maybe those numbers are going to be really important for you because then they're going to validate your why. Yes. But I think for yes. most people, their creative endeavor is much more important. It's much more um, personal and in depth. Yeah, and more important than that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not just creating for strangers on the internet. I'm creating because it fulfills something within me. I'm creating right. because. I, I want it to be an encouragement to others or because, you know, it's it's what's in me that I want to share. I mean, whatever. So I think it's usually deeper than that. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, it's that puts us in a really uh, reactionary state. And for me, especially if we're talking about creative business, but really even just, you know, creating in general, even if you're just sharing it on social media and you're not, you know, necessarily selling it, you know, even if it's just to share share content. Um, you know, being in a reactionary state is, it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad business move. Um, you know, now mm -hmm. of course, you know, adapting again is different than constantly being in that place of just, I'm going to live in this place of reaction after reaction after reaction versus I'm going to, to do what I do, I'm going to promote what I do, and then I'm going to walk away from that, and then I'm going to keep doing what I do, you know? Um, yeah. That's that's action, and that's being proactive, not reactive, and I think that, you know, when we fall into that temptation to sort of hover 
over, especially on social media. That's, and I think that's really what we're talking about mainly, you know, is your comments, your likes, your followers, your numbers, you know, engagement, you know, and I, I will say, and this is, you know, one of the points we, we wrote down, you know, sure, there's a difference between being aware and cognizant of those things and, and responsible and paying attention, being a good business person or a good, you know, good promoter of you, you and your work and being obsessed with it, you know, and it yeah. being, you know, this full time, let me just babysit everything that everyone <laughs> says or does, you know, in reaction to my, to my work or sharing my work. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just turns into, yeah, a, a problem. <laughs> and yeah. I've done, I've done it. I mean, you know, I'm not, we're not. Oh, totally. Yeah. I do. It's something that's very easy for me to slip into, uh, yeah. like consistently. So it's something that I have to consistently make a decision yeah, that not I'm to. not, I'm not going to be doing that. And it was actually interesting. I was having a conversation with Jeff about social media and Jeff is my husband. He is not in, he is not on Instagram. He's not on Facebook. Yeah. I think yeah. he maybe is just like to have, you know, has it kind of connect with some, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just so he's not totally out of the loop. Uh, so he can be a, a real life human being because right. he's on Facebook. Exactly. So then, you know, exactly. um, it's like Jeff Parsons exists because he's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um, so there's this. So anyway, he's he's not in that world at yeah. all. And of course, I'm like entrenched in that world because it has a lot to do with my business. I share yeah. my business online. I share my work online. And so I was talking to him about this thing and about, you know, the kind of this danger of, you know, well, if this didn't get likes, it means it's not good. Or if this got this many likes, it means it's great. I've got to do more of that. This is kind of telling me what I need to do. Yeah. And um, what he said is he said, well, who are you creating the content for? Are you creating it for the analytics or are you creating it for the people who follow you? And I right. was like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, that's Knife a really good point. There, and Jeff. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, but that is true. And I think a lot of us do that, that we, if something like sort of hits a high note on social media or Pinterest or on our blog, or it goes viral, then we're like, okay, well, if this was good, then more of this is better. Um, When those numbers are, we've talked about this before, like how hollow those numbers are and how skewed they are and how they're dictated by algorithms that are set by people who they really, they don't care about your work and they don't care about how you feel about your work and your numbers and your engagement and all of that. And it's strictly for the platform to be more profitable for them. And so Mm. looking at those numbers can be just, um, just so hollow. So I would just say, um, you, you can be aware of them. I do think keeping track of those numbers is actually a good thing. Um, but, but don't create for those numbers. Don't create for something to go viral with that intention. Like don't do that. Just create and then, and then let it go. Let, let your work go out into the world and, you know, as they say in Finding Nemo, like, see how Squirt does. Yeah. You know? <laughs> see how Squirt That's does awesome. out there. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but that was you a weren't, good one. You weren't expecting a Finding Nemo reference? No, I was not expecting a Finding Nemo reference. Um, Man, yeah, Jeff and I, I say mean, that all the time. It's a great yep, quote. <laughs> yep. 
I, no, I think so too. I think that it's just, you know, if we can, if we, we have to find a balance of being aware of, of our numbers. Because again, when we're talking about, you know, creative business, you know, it's, of course, you gotta, you know, gotta know where you're at. You have to know where you are to be able to move forward. So, you know, I think that it's, is something that's okay to be aware of and to pay attention to. It's just, okay, for me, let's just paint a picture of what this looks like. For me, if I, you know, back when I was blogging and sharing, you know, written content every day or a new project every day or every other day, you know, if, if my day looked like get up, maybe I've edited the photos already, I get all that in there, I write the post, I post it, you know, on a blog, then I'm going to post it on any social media channels. And if the rest of my day looks a lot like, or even two hours, I would say, is a lot. You know, if if mm -hmm. the rest of the day then looks like, let me hop on and check and see how many comments I've got. Let me, let me check to see if I've got... Uh, you know, this many likes on Instagram. Let me see how it's tracking on Pinterest. And, and I'm just obsessing in that way. I think that's where we're talking about it can become a detriment to your creative work because then, yeah. you know, it can really easily become sort of this obsession that drives it, like you said, everything you do. And therefore, it's not really your you know, your own inspiration, your own creative ideas, your own, um, you know, your new business ventures, your why, your, your motivation. It's more, let me just be in a constant reactionary state to how people, how they react to my work. And, you know, mm -hmm. the danger in that is just that, man, there's just times where, like we've talked about already, there's so much that we do that may go well and it may not. And if we're in this place of sort of obsessing over the results and the, the acceptance of it, it can really just become very easy for us to not, we're not able to keep starting again and again, you know, because yeah. we get so, I mean, man, it's just bums you out, you know, if you're just sitting around waiting to see what people say, what they have to say. Um, because usually, and I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> but I would say that usually that's going to indicate again, like you said, sort of the need for that kind of validation. You know, it just, it may be, it may be an indicator that you're, you're really craving the validation part, which is all right. Yeah. But it's just, what if you have a rough six months? You know what I mean? What if you just, kind of have a rough three to six months where people are just not really responding, you know, super right. enthusiastically. How does that leave you? Right. You know? Well, or even something changes that, that has nothing to do with the quality of your work. And that's right. where I think um, the algorithms with social media has been so frustrating when Facebook, this was about five years ago, changed their algorithm. They first got into the ads and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, it dramatically affected my blog and the amount oh, yeah. of traffic I got. So that affected the amount of comments I got. Yeah. And and I remember like really struggling with that because the first oh, time yeah. in the history of my blog, my numbers were going down instead of up. Oh, and it had nothing mm -hmm. to do with the quality of the content. I was doing the same thing I was always doing. It had to do with these algorithm changes that happened. Yeah. And now people weren't seeing those posts that sent people over to my blog from Facebook. So right. that taught me a good lesson not to, you know, not to rely on, not to rely so heavily on social media. But 
I had to really work through that for quite a long time that it's like those numbers are not a reflection of the quality of my work. Um, And I mean, I think that that numbers can sometimes like even if we take social media out of it and we just talk about like you have a gallery sale for your artwork or your photography or you um, are a wedding photographer so you have bookings or you know whatever you're going to an antique market and selling painted furniture and antiques and stuff and and you have a bad market or you have pieces that just won't sell like those are numbers as well that can start to um, dictate uh, you know, how you feel about your work. And while I think sometimes like if something isn't selling well, that can be a great indicator for you that maybe the market is shifting, but it also can be an indication that maybe you're selling at the wrong place or maybe just the person who wants that just wasn't there at that Mm -hmm. particular show or whatever. So I think we've talked about this before, how numbers can be helpful and they can be a guide, but, um, when that's all it's about, mm-hmm. when that's when you're like sitting there biting your nails to watch if something's going to sell out of your booth or at your show or in your online shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, again, that's 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 a kind of babysitting, just sitting there watching it when you, um, you know, go do something productive, go create, yeah. go, you know, go find more great stuff to sell and um don't get, I think it's the people who get really hung up. The, the, it's the big time babysitters who get discouraged, frustrated, burnt out and ultimately quit. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, like we said, there's a difference between awareness and, and being a good business person or a good promoter, you know, of your work. Um, there's a difference in that and, and letting it drive everything, you know, there's a balance. And I would say, you know, I mean, we talk about this a lot, but it's, this is not necessarily, I mean, hey, you don't have to do this. It's just for, for us, I know we've found that when we go through those moments and those times where we are doing that, like you said, that's just the easiest way to get burnout, you know, and to yeah. just want to yep. quit. It's just the fastest way to feel insignificant, to feel, you know, totally invalidated that your work's not good enough. It's just, it's easy to do. Whereas if you're just plugging away and you're doing the work and you're popping on there maybe once a day or a couple times a week to sort of check comments, reply to people, you know, that's, that's enough. That's fine. You know, it doesn't. And I think I'm sure it's different for everyone. You know, Um, you might be able to hop on and check comments despite you know, a whole lot of negative feedback, you're just able to push through that. I think you kind of have to evaluate how do you respond to that, you know, individually. You That's know, a if, good point. There, yeah. there are people who are more susceptible or sensitive yes. to this than others. There's some people yeah. it's like they don't care, but right. there are other people who are deeply, deeply sensitive yes. to all of this stuff. And it, yeah. and it continually is like, it's like knocking them off course, you know, it's yeah. a, Um, and, and when you're knocked off course, even a degree, it can make it so you're not going to hit your destination. So it really um, can. Yeah. So let's talk about some ways, um, that you can kind of combat this. And I think you were just touching on one and that is, um, actually schedule the time when you check those stats. So any, any stats that are important to your business there is a set time, I would say maybe once a week, maybe twice, but mm-hmm. most mostly I would recommend once a week that you can go, you check your numbers that for that week. Yep. 
um, that are important to you, log them in a log book and mm. then that's it. No more <laughs> stat checking, <laughs> babysitting, all. searching analytics, yeah. all of that the rest of the week. Um, and then you can do it again at the yeah. next time that's scheduled. And then yeah. when you make a habit of that, then you're not, I think most people right now are in the habit of checking. And so you have yeah. to kind of break that habit and turn it into yeah. where you just have a scheduled time and you just mm -hmm. check it then. Yeah. Well, and put, you know, I think for me, okay, like when I put a face on this, because this all sounds sort of very uh, like, well, sure, of course, uh, duh, you know, but, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> Here's the thing, like I've been following lately, um, you know, and I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm going to say this right, but I, we shared it on our social media. He's a, um, an architectural sketch artist and he does mm. a lot of just front facing Georgian or, you know, European style homes. And uh, it's just, it's really cool. It's his name is Maltz Creative on Instagram. But, you know, I, in thinking about someone like him or a writer or, you know, even a photographer, just put put a face with this and think what if every single time that they posted you know they were sitting and just really analyzing does everyone love this does everyone love what I'm and I don't of course know this guy or any you know any of any of these other people I have sort of in my mind even you know but even like with Marion and myself if if your content is so driven by that it, it just absolutely is going to shape it and it's going to change it. It really is. Um, and, you know, when I look at people like that and, you know, I, I can't know, but who are seemingly doing well, you know what I mean? They've got good engagement and people yeah. are excited. What I notice more than anything, and this is what I've, you know, told clients, it's they're just consistently showing up and sharing their work more than yeah. anything, you know? It's not some... You know, I'm sure depending on the person or the artist, you know, there's a little bit of magic in there or luck or, you know, serious talent and skill or maybe even social media algorithm expertise, you know, but more <laughs> Instagram than Instagram just loves them. It's so unfair. <laughs> right. But more than anything, they're just showing up consistently and sharing, you know, and, and that's a goal. I, I feel like I can share this with you guys. That's a goal for me, you know, again, to just be... Yeah. Um, in a place where where I'm just sharing what I want to share, regardless really of, you know, of the outcome of it. Uh, it's important to me to do that. Because like when we did our yeah. creative biographies, when we kind of strip away all the, you know, the accomplishments and the to-dos and the list and all that, you know, of successes and failures, you know, we still are just people and we want, you know, to do certain things in our lives, you know. So I think um, remembering that, you know, is really important when we're, we're trying to figure out what's the balance for us. So I think limiting time is pretty essential just cause it's a good, yeah. you know, it's like a good guardrail, you know, it's just a good way to sort of keep a check on how often you're, you know, sitting there giving that lots of attention, you know, versus yeah. just checking on it responsibly, you know? Yeah, I'd say, so if you're someone who feels like, well, first of all, if you're reaching for your phone to check, you know, likes, if you check if people have unfollowed you, yeah, um, you're, 
you feel like you have to respond all of the time to any comments that are remotely not positive. So I'm not saying someone who's like attacking you or your children or whatever personally. I'm talking about people who are just saying like, well, this is not my taste. And you feel like then you have to write this huge... you know, defense argument. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) The dissertation about why this is great. So if you feel very defensive and touchy about your work, um, if you're, yeah, if you're checking those numbers chronically, checking comments chronically, uh, then I think this is something that you really need to like assess and say, okay. Because we know nobody puts on their schedule babysit my work, babysit my right. posts, babysit you know, everything, I, everything <laughs> I've put out there. Yeah. No. This is the hour when you obsess. And then when you look at what everybody else is doing and see how your numbers compare, you know, right. this, this is that time. Nobody does that. It's something that just, it, it's sort of like when we, we talked about procrastination tools, this yeah. is when you're Sneaky. feeling insecure. Yeah. When you're, you're just procrastinating, you're feeling, maybe you're distracted, maybe you're uninspired. Yeah, that that's when this stuff happens. And so, um, man, I'll tell you, you will just your creativity will be, um, I think, more abundant. You'll enjoy Mm -hmm. your work more. um, And I think even you'll enjoy your audience more and your customer base more when you're not making sure that they're saying and doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, yep. <laughs> when you're not out there running around, correcting everybody, defending yourself, you're just going to enjoy your work a lot more. So, yeah. um, so anyway, and for, for some, I think for some people, it's just sort of a, a mild, you know, issue that they can slip right. into. But I know there are some people who really, really struggle with this. Um, and if you do, man, you'll mm-hmm. just open up a lot of time. You'll get a lot of negativity out of your life. Yeah. And, um, and, and hopefully then start finding some real joy in creating instead of that, that, um, you know, it just sort of sucks out your soul slowly yes. when you're constantly trying to pander to, you know, strangers on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, and it's yeah. like we, you know, we've talked about, it's just a habit. That's all. That's all we're saying. It's a great yeah. habit to put into place, you know, yeah. and, and like yeah. you said, it's, it produces so much more peace and motivation, Oh, motivation yeah. and inspiration, that sort of, that sort of vibe. It's pretty, again, it's pretty easy to kill if, if you're, you know, and look, let me just, I'll say this just because I can sort of speak from this place. You know, I went, from, you know, and I know I've mentioned this several times, but it's just the truth. So it's my life. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> if it's redundant. <laughs> but, you know, I went from blogging full time to doing a multitude of other things. And what that did is, yes, it opened up all these doors and it was great. But, you know, of course, what's the first thing that went? Uh, the numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, now in this new sort of phase in my life where I would love to write again much more often if I go into that wholeheartedly and I'm excited and I'm really just sharing to share, I'm going to have so much more of a full experience, a better experience. I'm going to write better, which means I'm probably going to get more traffic or more comments or more engagement or affect people in a positive way, which is what I want to do. Um, But if I'm really, really looking at it from, you know, from this other angle, like we've talked about, you know, and just, 
kind of babysitting it to see sort of what is the reaction in real time every single time I share something, you know, I'm just going to be obsessed with that part. I'm, there's no yeah. way for me not to do what we talked about a couple episodes ago, which is, you know, let the best of my past be the enemy of my present good. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I'll do the whole time you know, without fail. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're in this yeah. with you. We get that. We it's are, easy yeah, to totally. Do. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not talking about this from a place of yeah. like mastery. We're talking about it. Like we, you know, just last week yep. checking numbers or whatever, <laughs> like we know, exactly. we know exactly where that is. And we've, we've been there to varying degrees and yes. um, it's something we're constantly trying to improve as well. Yeah. Um, it's actually been good. I've had to, I've been kind of forced to take a break and we'll talk about this in our next episode, but um, yes. that's been one of the things that's been most refreshing is I'm hardly on my computer or my phone at yeah. all, except, I mean, I'm, I'm watching like, I've watched through like five seasons of survivor that I missed <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> like that's what my day has been. Um, and there's been something really refreshing about being unplugged from social media and not, not really even paying much attention to it, um, has been, has been kind of, um, it's it's been a bit of a restoration for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been good. Um, and I did want to say something about the, um, you know, the best of your past being the enemy of the present good. Um, because I actually, this is on Survivor. So on in the current season, there's a um, there's an Olympian. Uh, she's an Olympic oh, swimmer. Cool. Her name's Elizabeth. And she was saying that she had just retired from, you know, swimming. I don't know if you say professionally or, you know, competitively, I guess we'd say. Mm-hmm. Swimming competitively about a year and a half ago. And she said, I just, I needed another thing. I didn't, you know, it's like... Yeah. At such a young age, she had kind of reached the apex of yeah. maybe her whole life. And yeah, it's hard to come back from the Olympics. <laughs> That's right. Hard to do something any but cooler what she than was, that. Yeah, what she was saying was exactly what we had talked yeah. about. Yeah. That she had reached such a high at such a young age. And now where does she go from here? So her answer yeah. was go on Survivor. Survivor. That's that's okay, another, I'll keep that another, in the back of my mind. That's <laughs> keep right. That in my back so yes, exactly. If you're feeling like you've already hit your highest high, just go apply to be on Survivor. <laughs> that's the answer. No, no but, but I think are. it speaks. It speaks to that. Like, yes. am I ever going to be as good as I was, or as yeah. happy as I was? And yeah. so, anyway, it was good because as, as I was watching that, I was like, ah, that's what we talked about, just in, yep. a, in a different capacity. But I'm right. Just not anyway, on so television. that's right. That's right. So today we're going to, um, we're the creative contraption we're sharing with you is actually one Shauna found and yes. looked very fun. So I'll let Shauna tell you about it. Yeah. So I actually bought a few weeks ago that I think if I'm not wrong, <laughs> we're going to pronounce <laughs> this brand Uli, O-O-L-Y. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, they've got all kinds of stuff, mostly a lot of pens and, you know, journals and things like that. But I found this little set of um, eight colored fountain pens. And I know that that sounds a little boring, but I'm telling you, we're we're so picky. And you want to talk about obsessed with pens and paper and notebooks and journals and just supply, you know, art supplies. So anyway, they're just, you know, they're affordable and the, the colors are just really beautiful. But I love the way they write. And I love a fountain pen. But if you have a nice one, um, somebody gave me one a couple years ago. And I mean, it's beautiful and it's nice and 
all that, but it's a pain in the butt half the time. It really is just the way, you know, to really get the ink to flow well. Um, so anyway, these are just great. They, you know, the ink flows out really nicely and really cleanly. And, you know, I just love the way it writes. I love the way they yeah. write on my, you know, on my pages. So anyway, fun colors. Like I've been using this sort of pinky red for the last couple of weeks, which is not, you know, <laughs> it's not really me. I'm usually a black ink kind of girl, but it's kind of fun for something different. So we'll we'll try to take a picture of them or share it on our uh, social media channels just so you can see them. They're they're pretty cute. No, that is that is fun. I love yeah. fountain pens and I actually so when I was in Paris, I bought that was my mission. I wanted to buy a vintage fountain pen yeah. and I was able to. I bought a 1920s oh, um so fountain nice. pen. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I have already had so many ink disasters with that it thing, like getting ink all over my fingers, getting yes. ink that's bleeding out on the paper. That it's, it's I've like had such a, a romantic the... idea. I know. <laughs> you know. I'm. I might just use it as a dip pen, just because I keep. Uh, yeah. It keeps spilling ink all over the place. So yeah. it may have to do with the fact that it's vintage. While it was, I think it was restored very well. It was sold yeah. from a very nice pen shop and yeah. everything. Um, or it may just be that's just the you know, it's just a problematic fountain pen. I don't know, but, I don't know. um, but anyway, I love fountain pens, so yeah. I'm going to give those a try and I think it's fun to have some cool yeah. colors to try. Oh yeah. Um, it's, you know, makes it exciting little, you know, little mundane things. I do. I like to look for normal things that make the everyday kind of like what we talked about last week, just, you know, fun and enjoyable and whatever yeah. it is, whether it's a pen or I don't know, a dinner I cook for my kids or whatever. So yeah, yeah I totally fun. agree. Well, next week we're going to talk about, so both Shauna and I have like, uh, we have kind of a lot going on in our lives. So as we were talking about what podcast we were going to do next, we're like, we just cannot talk about something that's super hollow because we're both going through (laughs) stuff. And so we're going to talk next week about like when life is just a dumpster fire and (laughs) creating in the midst of it, you know, creativity as well, first of all, that it can be difficult to create when your yep. world is kind of falling apart uh, around yep. you, whether it's health, whether it's financially, whether it's um, there's family issues yeah. or, what you know, whatever is going on. Um, and then it's, you know, it, but also how creativity can be such a place of healing um, yeah. during that time yeah. as well. And it can sustain you. So we're going to talk about kind of those two two sides of that. And uh, I just got so nervous th- just thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah. So if your life is a dumpster fire, you'll want to stay tuned or you're just curious, you know, as to what what uh, what we're doing as we're going through some things. um, Right. Then you'll want to make sure you listen next week. So we will catch you later. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by a Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.